everybody out there in the world of isolation, and welcome back to the Path of Action. I am I am not at the table with my good friend Michael Brown right now. We are we are practicing responsible social distancing. So I'm actually calling in to our own show. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Brown? How are you holding up? I'm good. I'm uh, efficiently isolated and. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting it out and keeping one eye on the news and just, uh, you know, just riding it out. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been going back and forth between my, my martial arts dojo, just me, lonely, without my students, making videos, hoping people watch them, hoping people still exist out there in the world, <laughs> you know. So um, I wanted to talk about today, I was actually having a... Um, a conversation with uh, one of our cast members from the uh, Renaissance Fair, who was telling me, you know, asking me how I was doing, and I said, "Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing really good," you know. And uh, she asked me, like, "Well, how?" You know, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. every um, every business opportunity, every business I'm involved in, uh, the martial arts school, the New Jersey Renaissance Fair, uh, performing interactive sword fighting shows at festivals and such like that is very um, large groups of people <laughs> getting together and having close human interaction. So all of those things do not exist right now. So <laughs> I am basically unemployed at the moment. Um, but, um, so I thought about it because, you know, I was like, well, how am I, you know, okay, because I've always kind of been um, pretty good in the face of adversity. And I think the real reason is because of practice. So mm. what I wanted to talk about today is using stuff like this that seems objectively awful as a time to uh, mentally train. Uh, you know that I, I, was a, uh, I was a philosophy major in uh, college and such. And I think that's where this all kind of started for me because I would study these things in class, be convinced of them, get some ideas about what I wanted to be my philosophy of life and from my martial arts training. And then I realized I'd leave class and I wouldn't live up to those things that we just talked about. Uh, yeah. You know, so for example, I would get, you know, I'd let little small things really get me mad or whatever, you know, or upset or down. Yeah. So in those moments, I started practicing thinking about, you know, the stuff that I was learning, like the Taoism and the Buddhism and, you know, even stuff like Jesus said and all that kind of stuff, and trying to um, put that into practice in my daily life when I was faced with adversity. So it took a lot of training, but um, it's led me to a point where I don't get shut down with a lot of anxiety and depression and things, even when things are going, you know, very very objectively bad, you know? Yeah. I think we can agree that most people would say this is a really dire time we're in right now. I would say so, yeah. This is probably, arguably, the most challenging sort of social situation that any of us has, has ever found themselves in and, you know, probably will ever face. I mean, I don't... I hope nothing like this happens again, but chances are, like, something this extreme and this dire will probably not happen again in our lifetimes. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the last big epidemic we've had was in, you know, 19, I think it was 1918. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, and that was the thing that got me thinking and realizing, uh, you know, I train at the martial arts school for worst case scenarios. You know, we train to defend ourselves when some attacker has our worst interest in mind is hell bent on our destruction. You know, hmm, true. So we put ourselves in situations in the ludus over here that simulate that, and we practice so that when those situations arise, we are prepared for them. And I think that this is a is a really good time for some mental martial arts for people. You know, because um, even in the face of these dire dire times and circumstances, not working, all that kind of stuff, right now. I am I am healthy and sitting here with with water and talking to you know my best friend growing up. So and even people who've been through war and stuff, if you sit back and realize, you know, there's a lot of light in those dark places. You know. True. So so when you're in this, instead of and I think most of the bad things that happen to us in life are very highly influenced by our perspective of them. Mm. You remember we had John on, we were talking about when he got stung in the head by a bee. Yeah, that's right. And saw that as this beautiful, amazing experience that was something he'd never experienced before, you know? So even sitting in the middle of this crazy crisis, it is a great opportunity to train about how you're going to react in this circumstance, you know, um, yeah. seeing this thing that's going on right now as an opportunity to hone, you know, your mental preparedness and, and how you deal with crises. Yeah, that's something that we in this society have not had a lot of lately. And I think it's probably a big part of the reason why it's it's been so... Why so many people have panicked and are hoarding and, and, and are, you know, feeling anxiety and, and really, you know, it feels like it's beginning to level off because people are, you know, have a better handle on what's exactly going on. Uh, but we really haven't had any sort of adversity like this really in this culture ever. And so it's, it's not something that people are prepared for or we're prepared for. Um, but just like all things, it, it, at first it seems like this, you know, insurmountable task but then as you get into it and you say oh okay well all right well i have to go without this for a while or okay well i still have this and you know when you kind of reprioritize things and you just then you start trudging through it and you realize like okay this isn't that bad and if it gets worse it gets worse but you're just going to deal with it as it comes and it's as you take it in small pieces and taking small steps forward it makes it a lot easier to digest and you can it's much easier to deal with yeah and i think Part of that is people have now been training in my uh, in my definition of it at this for a couple of weeks now. You know, yeah. um, humans are very amazing creatures, and we usually will rise to occasions when we're in them. Now, that's not saying everybody's going to do that. True. And I think another thing about that is um, you can see what we're talking about right now. As you could almost say, this is you know, I don't know. I think some people could see this as, as a kind of cruel, heartless way to look at this. And that's, that's not what I'm saying about it. Um, 
you know, uh, for example, if somebody, you know, if you have somebody, we're always going to have assholes in the world, right? So people are going to be mean to you on occasion. You don't like or believe the opinions of those people anyway. So if you can get to a point where your reaction to them does not hurt you as much, that is just healthier and better for you as a human. And I think that's a lot of what martial arts training is about. You put yourself in in situations, you know, where somebody's trying to punch you in the head or, you know, you're doing jujitsu class and somebody's trying to choke you. And you gotta you gotta learn to deal and respond in those kind of situations. It's kinda like in Fight Club, you know, when when they said, after you've been doing Fight Club for a while, it turns down the volume of everything else in your life. Mm, yeah. You know, because you realize you can survive in those situations, you know. But I do think that's the important part about about what she asked me, how how am I okay? It's, I'm okay because I've, I've trained this in the same way that I've spent years working on the martial arts stuff, the physical stuff. You know, I've been, I feel like I've been training in that same very similar kind of way philosophically and have developed a pretty good worldview, I guess, or philosophy for me, which is very highly influenced by Jeet Kune Do. We keep saying we got to do an episode on Bruce Lee. But, yeah, we do. You know, studying Eastern philosophy and, you know, I started off a big core of what I think is based on, you know, we went to church all through our lives. You can't help but have that affect you in some ways. And I like a lot of the stuff that Jesus said. I'm not a big fan of uh, Paul all the time, but, uh, (laughs) you know, if you get down to what Jesus said, it's a very warrior kind of, uh, you know, you stop worrying about death. Like, that's the ultimate message. Like, death is no longer scary, you know, so you're allowed to live your life. And I think that's sort of a warrior mentality, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just doing what's right, no matter the circumstances. Yeah. So, in answer to her question, too, as, as actual lessons about how to do this, when you are in a situation and you start feeling overwhelmed because you're going to be there, I've been there too, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at this all the time, but taking a moment to breathe and really examine the situation you're in and see if you can go at it strategically and see it as a challenge and not as, you know, you are a victim of this whole thing. Yeah. Because we are, we are all absolutely in this together. So, hundred you know, percent. Yeah, and I think I think yoga. I mean, I would say teaches kind of the same stuff. Like you don't you don't just do yoga so that. And this is you know your your wheelhouse more than mine. I, in my opinion, same thing with martial arts. Like I don't I don't really do martial arts for the times that I'm at the gym. I, mean, I do it for how it affects my life outside of there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One of my instructors. Uh, told me early on that uh and she's famous for saying this and says it all the time that yoga is not a, a workout program it's not an exercise program uh and what you know when i asked her what she meant by that she, she said essentially what you just said and it's 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 not a you're not you're not practicing yoga so that you can get good at standing with good balance on the mat it's so that it's an entire lifestyle. It's a whole way of looking at things uh, that is far more impacted 
on situations you find yourself in when you're not on the map. And that's, uh, that's really the whole, the whole reason you do it. And, uh, and I would also, it was reminding me of a, uh, of a saying in, in the sutras, which basically says that, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it says that, uh, that yoga is not concerned with outward things. We practice to perfect the inner self because in our minds and in our activities and in our, our habits, if we, if we f- feel that we're bound or held back, then that will be so. If, if, we, you know, if we feel that we're free and that we have peace of mind, then we'll have that. You know what I mean? So it's 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 concerned with all the with the with the inner. It's, you know, I think of yoga like an inner martial art. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of martial arts that that do incorporate meditation uh, in it as well, which is you know it's a very close parallel to to yoga practice. Yeah, it's really awesome. That, and like I said, that's that's for me. You know, the martial art is my is my life. You know, and I mean that very. Um, you know, very like holistically, you know, not just, like I said, not just those times in the gym. It's, it's about how I treat people and how I, you know, I, I'm not afraid walking down the street. And that, that's not because I feel like I can just destroy everybody who I come across or something. Right. Um, I think it's, it's that sort of warrior mentality where you get, you get comfortable with the idea that you could die. Right. Anytime, you know, um, I could get, uh, COVID-19 and, you know, have a really bad reaction and die. I don't, I don't think, I, I don't know if you heard me coughing, but I had a, uh, I actually swallowed some water down the wrong pipe. Oh no. <laughs> so I started coughing and I tried to hold the phone away. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Which who knows? I might have it. Who knows? Anybody, you know, it's crazy stuff. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about this uh, particular virus is there's so many people that are asymptomatic, number one, and then number two, that mm-hmm. the test kits are not really available to the, to the general public. And so, you know, many of us may have had it and just didn't know because we didn't have any symptoms. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. And actually, that's that's part of, it sounds wild, but like the fact that we get viruses and, and you know, uh, you know, all kinds of diseases and stuff is it happens and they spread because of some of the stuff that is so amazing about being human, you know, our interconnectedness and the fact that we are all kind of part of the same system. Um, there's very permeable, permeable barriers, our skin, you know, everything like we are, we are connected to the world and the people around us mm. in very crazy ways. You know, it's, it's, it's good pretty point. fascinating and, and awesome. And also, you know, it's dangerous to have that many people like inside what you are, you know, we all share so much experience and. You know, very physically, we share air and, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the air we breathe and the, you know, whenever I sneeze or whatever, my, some part of myself goes out into the world, you know, we have these little tiny beings living inside us that use that as a way to uh, start things like this. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty wild. So, yeah, so that, that is my advice, you know, is. If you're somebody who's really, who 
has a lot of anxiety and stuff, you know, or in general. Um, I, I am not in any way saying, you know, just turn that off, just don't be that way at all. That's not the case. Right. But you can train and practice to help see how you respond to circumstances. Anytime you have a spot where you're feeling that way, take a minute to breathe. And another thing, too, is it's, it's not always going to work. Right. I think that's very important, too, because I think you can kind of present this sort of like, well, just suck it up and, you know, just change that. You can't. Like, that is, you can't just tell somebody who has anxiety not to be anxious anymore. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's not going to happen. They have that. That is, that's part of who they are. And a wonderful part of who people are is, too. You know, we all have our own issues and stuff. But, um, you know, I personally have a lot of insecurities and stuff, too. But, again, I have trained and practiced about it. And I don't want it to sound like it would be as if I said to a student who first came in to the class, okay, uh, go fight my best student over there. You should be able to beat them right now. That is not what I'm saying. Right, right. You know, anxiety is that, that best student. It takes years of training before you can get in the ring with that person and go toe-to-toe because they've had years of training, right? Yeah. So you can't be discouraged because you fail or have a setback or if the anxiety gets a hold of you and wins in a certain encounter you have, right? you got to be able to keep going. How do you pick yourself up and keep going? And I know life has not given anything to anybody listening right now that has destroyed them. Hmm. They've gotten through everything that has ever been presented to them up till this point. Very true. I know that for a fact with anybody who is listening right now. You know, um, the very fact that you are still here and still exist means you've gotten through everything that you have ever been handed, you know? And I also guarantee everybody listening, including me, you, everybody, has had crazy times where you feel like the world is just collapsing and everything is over and it's all coming to an end and, you know, there's no possible way to get out of these times. And if you look back on those times, you can see a lot of times when it led to a better place, you know, where you were supposed to be. Thank you for joining us, everyone, for this very special shelter-in-place episode of The Path of Action. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back to continue this very special episode. I feel like, for me, and I think this happens for a lot of people, but I can only directly address my own experience, I have wound up where I'm supposed to be. In every situation, you know, my journey, my dharma, if you will, has led me right here, you know, Um, and I've had lessons along the way. And again, I think this is true for everybody. You know, I've had dire times when I felt like there was no possible way to come back. Everything was just collapsing. Nothing was going to work out. And it worked out. And I didn't die. And I wound up eating, you know. Yeah, having it, shelter, having water. It's true. You know, and many it, times that I didn't have those things. Yeah, you know, have led to getting in that spot. I mean, it's true. And a lot of think about that. A lot Dude, of I mean, I'm sure you know. I know you've been through some some crazy stuff and been to some crazy places. Some of them overseas. Yeah, and and yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know, the situations always work out, but they're not always in the way that you plan on or that you would like. But that again, then in turn, sort of 
helps shape who you are because we're ultimately, you know, little individual manifestations of consciousness just kind of moving through space. You know, things are happening in, uh, to us and around us, uh, some of which directly affects us, some some not. But we are we're basically a product of our experience and our reaction to those experiences. And you you always learn to adapt. You know, and the situation sometimes may be completely turned on its ear. And you may find yourself having to give up everything, but like you still have you and you're still there and you still have certain things. You may have to discard certain parts of yourself or certain certain monies or, or a certain job or whatever that you use to define yourself. But like the things that you do in your job, so that's stuff that you do. That's not actually who you are. And right. you know, who you are is, is a product of, of your situation and your reactions to it and how you sort of, you know, react and, and act and react to what's presented to you. And a lot of times you have no control over that, but you have control over how you react to it. Yeah. And you have to be able to adapt and change because it's hard, but that is kind of the nature of the universe we live in is change and adaptation. Yeah. hundred percent. We have to, dare I say, evolve. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very interesting. But, like I said, I think I think the um, the main thing for me, um, I don't know whether I guess you call it advice or just you know, um, and don't take my word for it. Give it a shot, you know, see if it works. But you have an opportunity right now. You've got a very big petty tyrant, and I want to talk about that too, um, staring down at you with this disease, you know, and the lack of work and all that kind of stuff. To really practice how you respond in a bad situation. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to talk a little bit about, uh, that Carlos Castaneda petty tyrant thing, because I think that is, mm. when you can start looking at things that way and seeing those petty tyrants in your life as opportunities, you, uh, become a, you know, a much more skilled warrior or sorcerer, as you call it in, in life, you know? Yeah, totally. So the petty tyrant. For those of you who haven't read uh, Carlos Castaneda, um, first of all, the tyrant is basically the whole workings and machinations of the universe itself. So, not really anything you can do about the tyrant. If the tyrant decides that you know the sun's going to blow up and destroy everything, um, you know, there's not a lot you can do about that. But compared to that, everything you deal with in your life. Um, whether it's a crazy boss or somebody sexually harassing you or all the way up to like Adolf Hitler is yeah. a petty tyrant. Now, <laughs> it sounds crazy to call Adolf Hitler a petty tyrant, okay? But part of what that does for you is it puts it in a different um, mindset. So instead of saying, oh my God, I have this crazy tyrant overlooking me. If you've got a boss who is just torturing you at work um, or, you know, somebody who's, who's constantly trying to sue your business or a bully on the playground, if you start thinking about them in terms of the petty tyrant, it's an opportunity to get that training in to react strategically when you have a bad situation. So, I don't know if you remember, this was in um, The Fire From Within, which I think is my favorite book of the whole 
actually hiring and bringing in these these poor indigenous people, these Native Americans, and treating them like slaves. And if he got done with you, he would just shoot you and leave you in a ditch. And at the time period, nobody could really do anything about it. So this happened to, you know, Carlos Castaneda's teacher, and then he was shot, left in the ditch, and he was he was found by his, his own teacher. And so the guy asked him, you know, well, what, what happened, you know? And he said, oh, he was just crazy. You could tell stressed out about it and terrified. And he, he went through and told about the whole ordeal and how, you know, he went to this farm for this job and the uh, foreman would beat him and all this kind of stuff and hated him. And he wound up saying something to the owner of the land. And the guy wound up shooting him and leaving him for dead in a ditch. So this guy's teacher got so excited for him, you know, that's so right. he's like, oh my God, this guy shot me and left me in a ditch to die. He's terrifying. I'm going to do And the guy and his teacher, his mentor said, this is so awesome. You've got a perfect petty tyrant. Yeah. You can't pay for a good petty tyrant like this anymore. There's just none of them around. You know? <laughs> That's right. He said, so you got to go back there. And, you know, <laughs> Carlos Castaneda's teacher, the guy, uh, Don Juan, they called him, said, no, no. And just, you know, terrified, terrified. <laughs> no, that's the, why would I ever do that? Yeah. But his teacher made him go back, and instead of collapsing, he made him change the narrative on him and go in with a plan strategically, and he was able to turn the tables on the petty tyrant based on you know the things he knew about him because he he went into it with like a level head as a warrior, and yeah. what that did was really enhance him as a as a sorcerer in that case, you know, because he was able to take this this horrible situation and turn it into an opportunity to train his strategy and himself. That's right. I remember that now. That, that's a great yeah. story. Yeah. Great story. But it's so funny because his teacher was so excited for him that he <laughs> had this guy who shot him and left him for dead in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was like, wow. Oh my gosh. He's like, there haven't been good petty tyrants like that around since the Spanish occupied. <laughs> and it was like back in those days, petty tyrants were everywhere. Anybody could be a sorcerer because you could have a petty tyrant. Now, now, a lot of people died, yeah. you know, but for what he said was that the people who, who survived, they were the best sorcerers that were ever out there, you know, because they had these great petty tyrants and they were just everywhere. You could find one anywhere. So I, my kind of challenge to everybody would be this whole situation is a, is a big opportunity. It is a petty tyrant that you can try to figure out how do you strategically deal with it? Don't let it shut you down. Yeah, essentially, the, this that anytime something super negative comes into your radar to sort of challenge you, that's actually just an opportunity to let that make you stronger. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds crazy, you know. Um, but I'll tell you what: if his teacher was there. He would probably be telling all of us now, whoa, this is so exciting for you. You have these great dark times to deal with. What a great petty tyrant you have, you know? And not everybody's going to do so good in this situation, true, you know? True, But the only person you can, you can have decide how they're going to respond to this is you. So, yeah, I'm trying to kind of, like I said, all of my businesses right now are shut down. Um, 
So I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm kind of right now using this as an opportunity to get my, I've been very lazy about my online classes, having them organized in such a way that people can actually use it. Right. Um, and I'm noticing that with a lot of my friends, all my friends who own martial arts schools, you know, right before we all had to shut down, everybody was trying to figure out what we were going to do, you know, and everybody was cleaning. Um, but we all have to adapt, you know? So most of, uh, most of my good friends who own schools and stuff have moved. They're doing a lot of online classes, um, trying to give people, you know, value so that they, you know, they stay enrolled or whatever. Um, yeah. And also, like, some people can't, you know, like, people are out of work. So, like, if they need their money back, that's totally cool. But, I mean, I'm still paying my professor um, at the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu place because I want the school to be there when I come, when we come back from this, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. I don't know. You got anything Anything else before we, we wrap this situation up? Uh, I don't think so. I think you covered it pretty well. I miss you. I miss you like kittens, Brown. <laughs> Hearing your voice, not quite the same. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, to, you know, you're essentially calling into your own program, but uh, but yeah. again, this is this is the situation. This is the hand we're dealt, and we're you know yep. we're just doing our best, and we still wanted to get this content out content out there, and uh, felt yeah, I think it's important for people to have something. You know, yeah, totally. You know, but we just this helps some people. Um, and yeah. it's our program, Brown. I don't think it was mine. <laughs> we're we're a team. We couldn't do it without you. I literally couldn't do it without you. Because I still don't know how <laughs> But, so in review, I know everybody, we got some dark times happening, but we can get through this um, together, so be there. I think a very important thing, too, is if you're in a spot where you're feeling strong and dealing with this well, and you're going to have good days and bad days, I know I do, but I try when I'm in a good place to kind of reach out to some of my friends, because I know a lot of my actor community buddies and stuff they're all not working right now, you know, and some of them are having really hard times. So I try to be there for people. So, so reach out to people in your life. And if you are in a bad spot, you know, check in with people. If anybody's listening to this who knows me, I'm around. So send me a message. I'm more than happy to happy to talk about this. Um, and I might return the favor because, you know, yeah, exactly. um, I, in the position I'm at where, you know, I'm one of the directors at the Renaissance Fair. I'm a martial arts teacher for people. You know, I feel like it's important for me to, you know, kind of be, kind of be there for people and be strong about this. But, you know, I got bad days too. So, you know, I got, I got you there, you know, John Williams, um, you know, and there's other people on my radar that we kind of watch out for each other because we know we can't all be on all the time, you know? You 100%. This stuff is going to get to me too, you know. And like I said, I've had moments about that. But in the in the good times, be there for your friends and be there for each other, and practice. Use this opportunity for your mental martial arts training. And you have an opportunity right now to put yourself in a situation where you got to deal with something you don't necessarily want to deal with. And how are you going to respond? Because ultimately, we all are, you know, we're all going the same way home eventually, you know. So, absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah, we got to live each day as if it could be the last, because it could. So, embrace this time. Use it to make yourself better. That's what I got. Yeah, this situation is definitely taking away a lot of things and is kind of shaking up the whole mix of of your normal routine and your job, your work, you know, in many cases your income. But 
there are opportunities there also. There's something there. Uh, the trick is finding it. You know, a lot of people have hobbies and, and, and such things they're passionate about. They do outside of their job that they are turning to. That's a great, you know, thing, practicing of martial arts, yoga, uh, meditation. Uh, but if you don't have something like that, it's, it's a good opportunity to reach out, reach out to someone else. Like, Hey, what are you doing? How are you dealing with this? Because it's the people around you that are going to give you that one little thing that you may not have thought of that might lead you in a, in a completely new direction that may be your destiny that you just didn't know until this moment. So, yeah. Yeah. I know too, learn something. If you're home, especially if you're home with your kids right now, do something with them. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I know some people have, uh, I've heard about have said, you know, people who have kids are like actually getting the opportunity to spend some time with them right now. Yeah. Um, if anybody is interested in doing martial arts stuff, I actually have all my stuff online. Uh, it's at actionjkd.com. I got it set to free right now for like 30 days. Um, I got classes I've been working on now for, you know, to do with your kids at home. Basically, most everything you can do by yourself without a partner, without the equipment. So if you want to learn some martial arts stuff, look up my stuff. If you want to learn a musical instrument or some other skill, look on YouTube. There's all kinds of stuff out there. Use Use the time. Use the time. Don't just sit inside and, you know... Because that's another thing, too. It, the more active you are and the more you keep yourself doing stuff instead of sitting there and just, just stewing and thinking about how bad everything is, the more you actually make yourself active and do some stuff. I know the endorphins help me with the workouts. So. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we'll put links up uh, to uh, to the site and everything like that on the, uh, on the uh, episode page. Uh, yeah. Also, I'm, I'm right now I'm working on a... Um, situational specific uh meditation that uh if you're interested i will post um on the uh, on your page yeah do that do so that. people if they I'll need you know a little guided meditation you know we can we can post that up there as well so yeah if you want to do that uh live sometime i'll give you the uh, thing we can do it on the on the ludus page because i think it's cool. good for people too they miss you too brown we haven't had yoga class i know i was just getting like my wheels under me i started teaching at your place and i was just just getting ready to start teaching in Raycocus and possibly another place and then all of a sudden this happened so you're gonna put the brakes on all that so yeah see i do real quick before we go too want to give a a shout out to our unofficial sponsor trainwreck distillery uh yes that's my my landlord at the the dojo and i'm so proud of them right now they are they have they've converted their operation to making hand sanitizer that's fantastic yeah, I think a lot of the uh, distilleries are kind of doing that because whiskey can sanitize some stuff. Yeah. And especially Trainwreck Distillery whiskey. So, so guys, check them out. Go get some Go get some great. It's actually local business right here in Mount Holly. Trainwreck Distillery, they're our unofficial sponsor. I should tell them they're our unofficial sponsor and see if they, maybe they'll give us something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, but their bourbon right, Brown, is their bourbon's tremendous. You hang in there, buddy. Really Have a good delicious. day. Yeah, you too, man. All right. Everybody out there. Stay strong. Check out actionjkd.com, and we will be posting some uh, videos on the Facebook page. That's uh, facebook.com slash actionjkd. And when we get Mike's uh, guided meditation up, we will I will definitely share that out there with you guys. So everybody have a great day. Share the podcast with your friends, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll get through it, everybody. Cheers. You got this. Practice positivity, everybody.